Hear the word of our Lord from the Gospel of St. Matthew, the 24th chapter, beginning in the third verse. As he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately, saying, Tell us, when will these things be, and what will be the sign of your coming and of the close of the age? And Jesus answered them, See that no one leads you astray. For many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and they will lead many astray. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not alarmed, for this must take place, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines and earthquakes in various places. But these are but the beginning of the birth pains. Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and put you to death, and you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. And then many will fall away and betray one another and hate one another, and many false prophets will arise and lead many astray. And because lawlessness will be increased, the love of many will grow cold. But the one who endures to the end will be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be proclaimed throughout the whole world as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come. This is the gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Oh boy, don't we all think about eschatology every now and then? Don't we all think about the end times over and over and over again throughout our lives? If you're in America, if you're raised in the United States of America, you have met people and probably were at some point one of the people that's thinking about the end times. Thinking about Jesus Christ returning to take well, more of his throne. He's already got all authority and power and everything, but we're all thinking about when that last judgment is and how it's going to look and what's got to happen first. And we hear guys like Hal Lindsey say that, you know, every good Christian should start his morning with his Bible in one hand and his newspaper in the other. And we think about all these things and we think about the signs of the end of the age and everything. It's, it's hard to escape that if you're in America or anywhere, you know, America adjacent. <laughs> Everybody's got this idea in their heads that, hey, it's just around the corner, and, oh boy, wars and rumors of wars. This must be close. I heard about a war. I heard about persecution happening in India. I heard about persecution happening in the Middle East, and that must mean it's closer. I got my newspaper open. And you know what? They had a point but not a very good point when it comes to wars and rumors of wars and persecutions and everything, because that's kind of been the case now for 2,000 years. Nation rising up against a nation. Uh, wars, sure, absolutely. We've had nothing but war now for 2,000 years. I'm not surprised by wars and rumors of wars. That honestly doesn't tell me that Jesus Christ is any closer to returning. After all, he says, no one knows the day nor the hour, etc. and so forth. At any time in the past 2,000 years, Christ could have returned. But there is one little thing here in verse 12 that tells us something. It tells us something that maybe had not happened in the past, but is happening now. If we're, if we're going to do the whole Bible in one hand, newspaper in another thing regarding the return of Christ, our final redemption, new heavens, new earth, the day of judgment, everything, what does verse 12 say that might point us in that direction for 
how close we are. Because we know in verse 11 when he says many false prophets will arise and lead many astray, that's happened. I mean, that happened in the early, early, early church. After Christ rose uh, all the way from the dead and all the way to the right hand of the Father, uh, we had people like the Nicolaitans immediately spouting heresy. We had the Judaizers immediately spouting heresy. And there were false prophets all over the place. The Montanists did it. We had false teachers like Arius, Apollinarius, Eutyches, Eutyches, (laughs) however I'm supposed to do that, Uh, the followers of Nestorius, all sorts of false teachers and false prophets out there for 2,000 years now. But verse 12, verse 12 is incredibly important here, as I said. Because lawlessness will be increased, the love of many will grow cold. Okay, let's go ahead and open up our newspaper here. Pretend I have a newspaper in my hand and let's see maybe if there's any examples of that in the news. 25th of September 2022. This is from the dailymail.co.uk. Texas girl, 12, shoots her father, 38, in abdomen, then herself in the head in murder pact with friend to kill their families and pets before other girl backed out. A 12-year-old girl from Texas shot her father as part of a murder pact she made with her friend, officials said. According to the Parker County Sheriff's Office, the girls spent weeks plotting to kill their families and their pets, then drive off together to Georgia. But the friend didn't come through on her end of the bargain, and the 12-year-old girl ended up turning the gun on herself in the street just outside her home after she fired on her father. Sheriff's investigators said the juvenile is believed to have shot her father, fled the scene, and later shot herself. A handgun was located lying underneath the juvenile suspect, police said in a press release. Cops said they responded to reports of a shooting around 11 p.m. last Tuesday in Weatherford, Texas, a small city of about 30 miles west of Fort Worth. When they arrived, they found the girl lying in the street in front of the home with a self-inflicted gunshot wound to the head. Inside the house, cops found her 38-year-old father with a gunshot to the abdomen. Both were airlifted to a nearby hospital, and their conditions remains unknown. Cops said after shooting her father, the girl planned to drive about 230 miles to the town of Lufkin, Texas, where she intended to pick up her friend on and begin their runaway. It remains unclear why the girls wanted to kill their families and run away. It doesn't matter if they live in a small town or a big city, things like this can happen, unfortunately, Lufkin Communications Director Jessica Pebsworth said. I will say that this case is definitely a time to remind parents that it's very important to know who your children are friends with, whether that's in the classroom, social media apps, Snapchat, TikTok, and then also gaming platforms. Cops said they are withholding the names of the girls due to their age and are also not releasing the name of the wounded father to protect the kids. Police said the girl from Lufkin was charged with criminal conspiracy for the plot. Well, okay, Hal Lindsay, I opened up my newspaper looking for signs of the end times, and it wasn't the Third Temple movement out there in Israel. It wasn't... Uh, Oh my goodness, what is Russia doing in Ukraine? That doesn't tell me anything about the signs of the times and when Christ is going to return. None of that does. 
But you know what does tell me we are closer to the end times than anything else? When a 12-year-old girl shoots her father in the head and then turns the gun on herself. Do you know what serves as signs of the age for me? Signs of the times? Signs that Christ's return is imminent? Is it really going to be, oh my goodness, what are the political machinations of secret wars fought around the world? No. It's stuff like this. It's school shootings. It's the divorce epidemic. It's stuff like that. Because, again, wars have been happening for 2,000 years now since Christ ascended to the right hand of God the Father Almighty. Persecutions have been happening since right after Pentecost when the Pharisees started beating the crap out of the apostles for proclaiming the name of Christ. Persecutions have been everywhere. False teachers started right after Pentecost, immediately after. Before we knew what to do with it, we had the Judaizers, we had false prophets, we had the Montanists, the Arians, the Eutychians, the Nestorians, the Polynarians, the uh, Ebionites, those guys. Oh, we had everything that Jesus Christ has been talking about for 2,000 years regarding his return. But over those 2,000 years, there were societal expectations and something like love between persons. For 1,900 years, we did not have the kind of divorce statistics we have today. For 1,900 years, we did not have the kind of social decay, a slow civil war, where people are just murdering each other for petty political disagreements. Oh yes, we did have civil wars, but have you noticed that the American Civil War made people feel bad? That the North, in many cases, was helping build those statues? There was a feeling that the family came back together, let's try to heal. And yes, you had your carpetbaggers, you had bad people, but the general idea, the general feeling in society was let's try to fix this. Let's try to recover after traumatizing ourselves for a five-year period of civil war in the United States. But where are we today? From WDBJ7.com, man admits to killing... 18-year-old after political dispute, court documents allege. McHenry, North Dakota. A North Dakota man is facing multiple charges after a hit-and-run that killed an 18-year-old man. The suspect reportedly told deputies he hit the man with his car because the two had a political argument. Foster County deputies were called to a hit-and-run that happened in an alleyway in McHenry, North Dakota. The crash killed an 18-year-old man from Grace City, identified as Kaylor Ellingson on GoFundMe. Court documents say 41-year-old Shannon Brandt called 911 at 2.35 a.m. Sunday to report that he had hit a pedestrian because he was threatening him. Brandt told State Radio that the pedestrian was part of a Republican extremist group and that he was afraid they were coming to get him. After visiting the crash site, deputies went to Brandt's house in Glenfield about 12 minutes from the scene, KVLY reports. Brandt allegedly admitted to deputies that he had consumed alcohol before the incident and stated he hit Ellingson with his car because he had a political argument with him. Brandt also allegedly admitted that he initially left the crash scene, returned to call 911, then left again before deputies could arrive. Court documents said just before the crash, Ellingson called his mom and asked if they knew who Brandt was. She said yes and told her son she was on her way to pick him up. 
A short time later, court documents say Ellingson called his mom again to say that he, or they, were chasing him. It was after that second call that the 18-year-old could not be reached again. Ellingson was later pronounced dead at the hospital. Brandt has been charged with criminal vehicular homicide and driving while intoxicated. Court records show a judge set bail at $50,000. Hmm, so, I've got my newspaper open, guys. I've got my newspaper open and I am reading and I'm seeing, hmm. Well, this is different, isn't it? Oh, I'm sure murders have happened for petty, stupid reasons in the past. But it's interesting that this guy felt so scared that a group of Republicans was going to come and get him or whatever, that he decided he was going to commit murder. Because in our culture today, it is no longer the feeling of, yeah, well, you know what, my political opponent and me, we want the same thing. We just have different ways of getting there. We have different ways of accomplishing it and different timelines. But, you know, we're still friends. Oh, yeah, that was a thing in America for a while. That's gone. That's dead. That's 100% dead now. Instead, it's, you disagreed with me politically. You must want to kill me. You mu you're, you're probably calling your posse here to come and kill me. I need to run you over. <sighs> Help me, schnapps. Give me courage. I'm going to be drinking now. And, oh, by the way, yes, little girls are now shooting their dads in the head. That's happened before. In recent memory, by the way, it's, it's not like this is a one-time thing. Don't call me crazy. Don't say, oh, oh, this guy, this pastor thinks that the love of men is growing cold because of two news articles. Oh, come on now. Our country burned itself down a few years ago, and we're still pretending like we can have normal friends and normal relationships. We hear these news stories all the time. And everybody that knows that school shootings are bad, don't shoot up your school, don't murder kids. Oh look, we have that happening. That's still happening in the United States. And no amount of gun laws prevents it. No amount of therapy is helping it. We got people so cooked up on drugs they can't tell their right hand from the left. But we're not stopping this because the love of men has grown cold. At least here in the United States. But I expect it to go all around the stinking world. That's where we're at right now. And you can call me crazy all you want for noticing this. But we used to have a society that didn't have riots on the regular. We used to not have school shootings. We didn't have pedophile rings in this country. Disney had a child sex trafficking ring caught out there in Orlando, Florida. That's right, got my Bible open in one hand and I got the news open. Let's read from NBCnews.com. Now this is a little old here. It's from March 17th of this year. So pardon me if this is old news here, but four Disney employees were arrested in a massive undercover operation targeting human traffickers, child predators, and prostitution. The Polk County Sheriff's Office identified the workers at a news conference Wednesday following the conclusion of Operation March Sadness 2, a six-day sting that led to the arrests of 108 people. Javier Jackson, 27, of Kissimmee, allegedly communicated online and via text with an undercover detective posing as a 14-year-old girl, authorities said. Jackson worked as a lifeguard at Disney's Polynesian Village Resort, Sheriff Gracie Judd said. 
He allegedly sent photos showing him doing things that's totally inappropriate and bragged about working at the resort, the sheriff said. Jackson was arrested and charged with three counts of harmful material and one count of unlawful communication. The three other Disney employees were identified as Ralph Lees, 45, Shubham Malave, 27, and Willoxon Fidele, 24. They were all charged with soliciting a prostitute, Judge said. Fidele, from Orlando, worked at Disney for about four years at the Cosmic Rays Starlight Cafe in Tomorrowland, the sheriff said. Lease from Winter Garden, worked in IT for Disney, and Malave was a software developer for the company. Malave is in the United States on a work visa, according to Judd. Several law enforcement agencies, including the Auburndale Police Department and the Haines City Police Department, worked with the sheriff's office to make the arrests. Undercover detectives found these suspects through online sites that identified prostitutes and victims looking for Johns, authorities said. The detectives then communicated with the suspects, arranged to meet them, and arrested the suspects at the location. The sheriff's office said members of anti-trafficking organizations would assist to speak with the prostitutes to determine if they were human trafficking victims and to offer help. The arrests of a human trafficker and four child predators alone makes this whole operation worthwhile, Judd said in a statement. The online prostitution industry enables traffickers and victimizes those who are being trafficked. Our goal is to identify victims, offer them help, and find and arrest those who are profiting from the exploitation of human beings. Other suspects that were arrested included a retired Illinois judge and a 17-year-old boy. Wow. So, here we are. Year of our Lord, 2022. Anno Domini, we are in a position now where we have to have mass stings for human trafficking operations, which include children. Children as victims. Remember, brothels have always existed, but did you expect to have a brothel with a prepubescent child involved in it? Now, this is obviously, like, there is, there's no end to the rage porn. And for those people who are going, oh, yo, they're, they're Disney employees, but Disney isn't involved. Oh, boy. Boy, howdy, do we have some interesting things going on at Disney that I can't really talk about here on SoundCloud.com. But trust me, it gets bad. And you can call me a kook, you can call me a conspiracy theory guy, but I'm just reading news articles, okay? The love of men has grown cult, at least in the United States. If you want to say that the end times draw near, the worse things get, and the worse things are, the closer we are to our Lord's return, then by all means, Maranatha, because literally every other requirement our Lord Jesus says in the Olivet Discourse in Matthew 24 has been met now for 2,000 years. But it's the love growing cold as a result of lawlessness. What does our Lord Jesus say in verse 12 here? He says, because lawlessness will be increased, the love of many will grow cold. It is the lawlessness and the moral decline of our society that is leading to people having nothing like love. It's basically extinguished outside of the church. It is basically extinct. The only thing that tragically is giving us just a little shred of hope here for the state of society is that the little girl that killed her father realized what she did. She realized it. What tiny little amount of love was still warm in her heart for her own father led her to go, oh my goodness, I've just made the worst mistake of my entire 
life. The worst ever. And God, I wish somebody had actually gone up to her before she had turned the gun on her dad. Or at least could they have been there to say, don't turn the gun on yourself. Maybe there's still hope for you that you feel that bad about what you just did to your father. But we're in a situation right now where, you know, in that news story, all people talked about in the comments was gun control. That's it. Whole bunch of gun control crap. That's it. They want to go, ha ha, look at America with their gun problem. I kid you not. Nobody wept that I saw in the first, I don't know, dozen or so comments. All of them were like, yep, yep, serves you right, America. You have guns. Now, never mind the fact that we had guns for, what, 400 years now in this landmass that we now call the United States of America? We've had guns forever, but it's only recently that you hear about this stuff and mass shootings and all this other stuff because it's not the gun's fault. Oh, no. The fault here lies with the same motivations of people who would hear about a little girl murdering her father and go, ha ha, take that America. I'm going to turn this into a politicized issue because what matters to me isn't loving my neighbor. What matters to me is winning for my political team. All this has gotten me convinced now that people are worshipping their political positions to the point where they are happy to see a little girl commit suicide because it means they get to own those darned Republicans. We're at that state of lovelessness right now. We are at that state of having no community, no unity, no friendship. People are alienated everywhere and it is not just because Facebook exists, it is because lawlessness increased, we slid down as a society far down what the church would tell people to do. And look, look where we are now. That tells me I can close the stinking newspaper and expect Christ's return. And Maranatha, come Lord Jesus, because this is not getting fixed. This is not getting better. And everybody out there that thinks they can solve it, well, their love has grown cold too. Because I guarantee you, so many of them have death on the mind when it comes to how to fix it. They want a lot of people to die. They really do. And it should bring great shame upon Christians when they see other Christians advocating for the wholesale slaughter of other groups. That's not going to solve nothing. It really ain't going to help anything. Come, Lord Jesus. All these things have come true. Amen and amen.